Hi, this is May Sayed Ali, and I'm the host of the G42 on-air podcast series. G42 is a technology company, a global leader in AI and cloud computing, with the purpose of inventing a better every day. Each episode in the series will transport you into insightful market-leading conversations about transformative technology to drive a positive progress across industries and societies, all in less than 30 minutes. In this episode, we will spend some time talking about how AI is transforming the energy industry and how we can respond to global demands with a greater efficiency and consciousness. With me in the Mubadala studios is Dr. Ahmad Salem, Senior Vice President Commercial of AIQ, a joint venture between global energy leader ADNOC and G42. Dr. Salem joined AIQ team to develop its AI business and establish a leading technology venture that is aspiring to be the AI leader in the global energy industry by enabling energy transition for a sustainable future through innovative cutting-edge AI technologies with over 20 years of experience in digital strategies and transformation across Europe, Middle East, Africa, and in various sectors such as energy, oil, and gas, and industrial. Dr. Ahmad, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you very much, Maya, for receiving us today. It's great having you, but at the beginning, Dr. Ahmad, when I was reading your bio, it was quite interesting. So you're a doctor in pharmaceutical technology and manufacturing. So how did you end up in the energy business two decades ago? Can you share with us a glimpse into your career? Yes, I can. In fact, uh, I didn't meant it, so it came by accident. Okay. But I think uh, the most important things, I mean, in my career in the last 20 years that I can share with you is about this curiosity to learn. Because I think what is uh, driving me over the last 20 years to transform myself from being a doctor in pharmacy to be an expert in energy and oil and gas, I think this curiosity of learning and I think today, because we are going to talk technology, I think today technology is allowing us to learn anything that you want. So you can be wherever you want. And especially also if you are passionate about chemistry and about, uh, you know, technology. So that's how I landed in oil and gas. Uh, so it comes to your field and to the uh, oil and gas, there is chemistry in both, right? Absolutely. It's all yeah. about chemistry. Interesting. How's the chemistry today? Chemistry is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> to zoom um, into um, AIQ, I am truly curious when it comes to uh, AIQ and the formation of it. And I'm certain that our viewers and audience um, are also interested to know, how did this joint venture formed uh, back in 2020 and what great value has it brought to the UAE and the global market? A uh, very good question. I think uh, we need to step back a, a little bit and look to the vision that uh, the UE and the leaders of this country has actually. Mm. Today, I think everyone is inspiring uh, to create an AI hub within the UE. I think everything started here. So I think uh, from that vision, I think it was natural that G42 step in. And of course, if you wanted really to create more value around the energy sectors, you cannot do it without, uh, of course, a group of ADNOC. I think that's where I think things are started and the conversation. And I think they came together because I think they see the power of this technology and especially AI in creating more efficiency and productivity and transforming this sector. 
you have to to see uh, my this sector is been an important sectors for many many years mm. obviously i think this sector also has a lot of pressure today because of the change in the climate and all this so uh, today they believe that technology and mainly ai will be a big enabler actually to help them not to drive as i said the productivity and efficiency around it but also to help them to 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 um, to transform in, in regard to this energy transition and sustainability. Yes, we're going to dig uh, deeper into sustainability and all these topics. Uh, talking about the importance um, of this industry and, and like when we talk about the measurement in the energy industry, how do we measure it? Like be it the exploration, production, the transmission, and of course, it's all about efficiency, right? So um, how is AI contributing to all of that? I think the starting point, uh, we have to look on it from uh, the perspective of the data. Because AI, for the people who doesn't understand it, I mean, doesn't work without data. Mm. So today, when you think about majority of the customers in this space, especially in energy, they set on a huge and tremendous number of data. That's allow us actually to take this data and uh, structure them in a way that we can create an AI tools, which mm. has helped them to drive more efficiency across their operations. You think about the oil and gas, today everything starts from upstream to midstream, downstream. And today- So when you say upstream, midstream, downstream is what I've mentioned, just to explain to the audience. Yes. What, what does it mean? It's uh, so when you, when you, when you, when you When you talk about uh, upstream, you're talking about exploration and production, of mm. course, and then transmission when you come or transfer, I mean, when you come to midstream, and downstream is just more refining and petrochemicals. Mm. So uh, so today you have to think about it in this way. Um, today we are creating tools uh, through cloud computing, uh, uh, these enormous number of data, and creating these AI tools um, to help this industry to create more efficiency from the starting point, meaning from exploration and production, the time they drill, up to uh, producing these uh, chemicals and petrochemicals yeah. and deliver them to the market. Um, this is, is possible because of this uh, tremendous data and this technology that allowing us to create this uh, analytics around, I mean, this data. You know, thinking about what you're saying now, and uh, one can only imagine the volume of data, I mean, that's collected and analyzed. Can you share with me a little bit like in more details? How is AI putting this to use? Like, so this data, is it being analyzed, monitored? Can you give us a little bit more details in that area? Absolutely. I, I think this is where G42 technology comes through. I think yeah. that's the big uh, contribution of G42 in terms of the cloud computing. I think uh, today we couldn't do it without having this cloud capacity where you can compute, you can store uh, the data, and of course, you can annotate and structure the data in a way that you make it available for our data scientists and data engineers to process it and create the right algorithm. And of course, later on to create the right visualizations and the right outcome. Mm. So that's how the process is. You can think about AI as like a, a smart software, yeah. you know, using a tremendous amount of data. But to do this, you need really this cloud uh, computing capabilities. And that was only possible with G42. And uh, we have created around this G42 cloud an engine. Mm. You can think about it like iOS, like your mobile phone, which is allow us to 
manage all these data. And on the top of that, we have created different workflows, organizing different suites, going from drilling to subsurface to, uh, to optimization of the plant to sustainability. And they integrate perfectly together to create the right outcome for the customers. Can you share with us the, the, the I saw something on the website, it has a very interesting name, uh, the suites that you have. Yes, I mean, the, 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 uh, of course, the cloud that we are using is G42 yes. clouds. Within that cloud, we have a platform which is called Enovas. E stands Inovus. for uh, energy. On the top of that, we have four suites. Uh, the first suite is a drilling, which is the starting point for any exploration and production, yes. of course. And then we have Geonovas, which is deal with the subsurface and reservoir modeling. And then we have another suite, which is the optimization part of assets and production. And the last one, which we call it ECO, uh, stands for sustainability, of course, because today we are trying to drive the outcomes to be linked, not just only in efficiency and productivity and creating value for customers, but also creating uh, an outcomes in terms of sustainability, whether this is, is reducing risk of people, risk of asset or risk to the environment. Can you, um, this is now getting much more clear, but if I want to have an actual example. So um, in my humble readings, like you just said also, that in this industry, a key factor is safety. So can you give us an example of how this data and AI doing in, in this area? Yes, of course. I mean, today we have uh, worked in the last uh, year and a half on one of the product where we, we think it's a very creative product because mm -hmm. it helps uh, companies, especially in the logistic part, where they they have a lot of vessels who spend a lot of time also in the sea, you mm. know, allow them actually to monitor uh, the safety of their people, you know, using an AI-enabled CCTV cameras, meaning that today we are at the edge of this technology to to create not just to help the people not to injure themselves and having a good uh, safety record, but also driving this uh, HEC culture within the organization itself. Uh, we are very proud of this uh, product because I think it's unique uh, in, in terms of the challenges associated actually with these big vessels and the people uh, uh, that working on these vessels. So this is from a safety um, of, of the people. And how about the safety and uh, of the machines? So um, can, you, can you share with us some knowledge? Yes, I mean, today also, I mean, you have to think about a plant. Mm. Any plant has people and what we call the, the assets. Could be equipment, could be pipeline, could be tanker, pressure vessels, and so on. So today we have uh, created in the optimization piece, I mean, how we can optimize, I mean, a product which is deal with the corrosion of the pipeline. Meaning that we are trying actually to predict based on data, you know, the, um, the pattern of the corrosion, but also in the same time, reducing also the uh, schedule of the inspection. And that's uh, bringing a lot of value for the companies, not just only from a saving, but mm. also to better also monitor, monetize actually their assets. When you say reduce the schedule, how do you do that? Because I mean, any, any plan, they have, uh, you know, a schedule for inspection of these yeah. equipments. Yes. Today, if you can use the data to give you a certain pattern, and mm. that's very important, so you can predict when this inspection is necessary. Okay. So instead of, for example, doing 10 inspections per year, you may need to do five of them. And that's a tremendous saving for the company by itself. And also when it comes to 
let's say, um, maintenance of the machines or changing the machine or fixing it, it all has also tremendous impact. Absolutely. I mean, today uh, you can think about any assets in any plant. Today, AI play a fundamental role because as much you have of these data, because don't forget also majority of these energy or oil and gas companies, they've been operating for years. So yes. they have a tremendous data. Yeah. If you can use this data to reduce what I call the impact on the assets in terms of the maintenance schedule, or even, you know, long life of the machines, you know, that's by itself is an uptime, which is extremely important for the companies. That means you don't need to shut down this year, you can shut down maybe next year. And that's meaning the machine will continue to produce. And this is a big uptime and saving for the company. And you're able to create, I would say, the right strategy for the company be it five to 10 years to 20 years based on the AI and the data. Absolutely, been, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about the data, we spoke about uh, the efficiency, safety and security. Now, a topic that the world is talking about continuously, nonstop, it's top priority for so many countries worldwide. And I think also uh, for, for you, it's a top priority, which is sustainability in the energy industry. How is AI, you've mentioned it briefly, but how is AI contributing to the sustainability in the energy industry? I think this is a subject which is close to my heart. Because I think today uh, you have to think about AIQ is, is really the energy tech company. Mm. Uh, we believe that in, in the mid and long term, AIQ has to transform to what we call the clean tech company. Meaning that we have to use AI as an enabler actually for the energy sectors or even other sectors actually to transform much faster and transit actually to this new energy, where we call it, and become much more sustainable. Today, the world is challenged. Probably you hear that we just close on the COP27, yes. and we are preparing to receive in UAE next year, uh, the COP28. So I think there is a tremendous uh, uh, attention today around all the issues that are touching uh, climate. You can think about it today that uh, whatever we are doing today, we wanted to maximize energy, but minimize emissions. Yes. And AIQ, I think, uh, is pioneer today in, in this field because they were the first to start, I mean, thinking about these different uh, AI tools that can help companies actually to reduce emissions. And also we are thinking even larger today. Uh, we are having two projects where we are developing AI tools for the scale up and the production of hydrogen. Mm. You know, today hydrogen will play a fundamental role on this energy transition. But of course, the cost and the other challenges associated with the technology and the scalabilities and even the transportation. We think AI can play a fundamental role to enable, you know, this energy transition and the scale up of hydrogen as the new fuel for the future. Or part, I mean, one of the fuels, because we still believe that uh, energy mix will continue. So mm. all type of energy will be needed. But of course, I mean, the renewables in a green hydrogen will pay more roles in the future. So um, this is just a question. I'm not sure if you can give me an actual answer. When can we reach net zero? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it's, a, it's a little bit debatable today, but I think uh, Net zero, I mean, you will hear 2050, a lot of people have this target in mind. Yeah. But I think what is important today is really uh, is this collective action that everyone has to take around sustainabilities. As much as we are continuing these actions around sustainability, whether that's reducing the emissions, 
translating to new type of fuels, mm. uh, decarbonization, of course, capturing the CO2 and the storage. I think all these actions going all together across the different energy, uh, uh, not energy sector as well, all the sectors, okay? I think all these will contribute to reaching what we call the net zero. And dependently, what is the time? So, because I think uh, we have a lot of challenges around uh, the technology, and this is why we are very happy to be in this sector, because we believe that digital and AI will be a big contributor, actually, to accelerate uh, this energy transition and yes. sustainability, of course. I hope that maybe 2050 will be... Uh... Uh, Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yes, I hope so. Uh, so from what you're saying, um, I mean, today in our discussion, AI is certainly without a doubt propelling the industry forward. Uh, um, has this been a smooth journey or just like you said, uh, or have you like been having any challenges for this adoption? No, no, I think it's, uh, I think AI exists since long time, yeah. since the 80s. It's not in you. Mm. But I think uh, uh, companies were viewing AI as a buzz world. No one was, uh, and also it's very costly because there is challenges associated actually with adoption of a new technology. First, you have to think about it. This is a big cultural transformation also that you do. So you need to create uh, the right environment within the organization itself so that they can be able to adapt this new technology. The second is this accessibility to data. I mean, having the data, it doesn't mean that these data can be used to create the AI tools. You need to what still- What do you mean by that? Meaning that the data sometimes uh, are not, uh, uh, you know, adaptable. Okay. That says, in a way, you need certain cleansing, certain structuring, and so on. And some companies, even, they don't have them. Mm. So that's why we are very honest sometimes to tell the people that without the right data and a good quality of data, we cannot really adapt AI solutions uh, in, in the company. So that's by itself another big challenge. That's why you see a lot of companies starting by... Uh, you know, uh, creating the right environments for managing this big data, because mm. that's extremely important. Because once you have them, then you can use them at the best you can for the prediction, for the analytics, and create these AI tools that can help you to transform more fast. Certainly, without data, you cannot uh, Absolutely not, utilize course. AI in the, the and maybe possible. And maybe there is another one piece which is important, is the people. I think mm. uh, today... Uh, what AI also tried to bring also on the table that we uh, adapt, we adapted a new program where we can uh, create uh, and bring people up to speed with this technology. So we have a programs of training to make sure that we are creating the next digital workforce inside these companies. Mm -hmm. Because we think without uh, the users being able to understand this technology and adapting it fast, I think the transition will be very difficult. So what, what kind of training, I believe you have some association with universities within the UAE. Can you give us a, um, a glimpse on that area too? What are you yes. doing with uh, the universities? I think we have uh, at the early stage uh, recognized that, I mean, the continuation of this, uh, this company and this technology required two pieces, which was missing last year, but not now. Uh, is first we have to have an active R&D, research and development department to help us to look for the future technology mm -hmm. in this space. And the second one is really to, to have a pool, pool of talent because uh, 
every progress in what we do depends really on uh, the the people and uh, these data scientists, data engineers, and so on. Mm. This is why we see that our collaboration with institutions like Mohammed bin Zayed University for Artificial Intelligence, Khalifa University, are very important for us so that we can continue to look for the future, but also in the same time have a pool of talent that can uh, be uh, useful for our company to progress and to continue you know, the developments. So what I hear from you is to overcome these challenges, is the culture, the people, the pool of talent, and most importantly, is the relevant data. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. This is something I'd like to always end our discussions with, which is basically, how do you see the future of energy industry unfold with the continuous evolution of AI technology? Um, it's a, it's a very good question. I think today, if you, because we were recently in the Adebic and then COP27, if you talk to any leader in the energy uh, sectors today, uh, he recognized the power of technology and more specifically also AI, mm. because they believe that this technology will be uh, the future technology that will help them not just only to become better in terms of efficiencies and productivity and creating more value, I mean, to their bottom line, I think they see it also uh, a gateway also to transform because today they have a big challenge. While they have to maximize their energy uh, in um, for the market, they are under a lot of tremendous pressure by their belief that they have to minimize these emissions and move to these energy transitions very fast. And I think they are all constant today that the best way to do this is technology. And AI, they see it as a big enabler. So I, I personally very confident that the future of this industry will depend essentially on technology. And I think AI will play a fundamental role. So will you stay on Earth or go somewhere else? I think uh, people <laughs> will prefer to stay on Earth, but I think <laughs> the future could be on the aerospace, yes, because the technology on aerospace is evolving very fast. And I think it's AI enabled because yeah. everyone is talking about now satellite imaging. They talk about internet, uh, satellite internet and so on. Uh, and then also traveling uh, on the space. Uh, I think the space will offer a huge opportunities and AI will play a fundamental role also in it. So the future is holding so many exciting Absolutely. surprises. Absolutely. Be it the Earth or the airspace or the Mars, we, we, we don't know where it's going to take us. I think there is no limit for our uh, innovation and creativity. I think that's what is AI is all about, is really a combination of this human intelligence and machine intelligence. Thank you so much, Dr. Ahmad, for this very informative and yet a very passionate podcast on G42 on air. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much for receiving us. That brings us to the end of the show. We hope you got an insight on how AI is playing a significant role in the energy industry and how various technologies are making the industry more efficient and sustainable. Thanks for listening to G42 on air. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And be sure to come back next time. Until then, this is May Sayyid Ali signing off from Abu Dhabi.